Mark, welcome to Huddersfield Town. Thank I know you've you very been here much. for a couple of days already, but how have these first couple of days been? It's been a whirlwind. Um, it's been, you know, yesterday was the first day, you're meeting people, you're getting to, to know the environment, the surroundings, and then uh, I think around lunchtime, Neil threw on the fact that we've got a complete Josh Ruffles uh, contract, so the agent's in the office waiting for us, go and get it done, and I think by about 10.30 last night, we'd finally sorted everything out, so it was a... It was a hell of a start, but it's uh, but that's what you're here for. You know that's the stuff that we love. I must, that must be exciting for somebody in, in your position. You've you've not come here to, to do nothing, obviously. Correct, it's yeah. to, to start on day one. It is. Look, I mean, um, you know, everybody knows Neil. Uh, Ronnie is, you know, he's a stout lad. He's been around the block a fair few times, so you sort of know, know these people from working within the game. I think it's an exciting time to be coming here. I, I genuinely do. And I think there's, um, you know, it, we've got the right people at the helm and I think we're, we're moving in the right directions. That's great to hear initially. We'll, we'll talk about more about Huddersfield in, in a moment. Uh, if we concentrate on yourself and, and your career to date for a minute, you, you obviously started as a player, a goalkeeper, I understand. That's correct. And you finished your career just over the Allen Bypass this year. I did, yeah, that's correct. So, um, long story short, started out as a young kid, went to York City. Uh, I was there as an apprentice, or a YTS as it was known back then. Um, did my cruciate in my first year, was told I'd never play football again, but being a, a bit of a stubborn sod, I said, no, I'm, you know, I, will, I will play again. So I spent a long time getting back to fitness from that, did, did incredibly well. Uh, and then I got the chance to go to America and do a scholarship. So I had the opportunity to go to, I think it was Sunderland at the time, or go to America. And I had a youth team coach called Ricky Sprazier who ended up at Man United and, and other places. He said, look, go to America. And I think that gave me the, the skills then, not just from a sort of educational perspective as well, but also from a maturity and development perspective. I went over there, I left my family at 18, you know, moved country, and I developed and I grew. And, and that gave me, the, I think, the, the footing to be able to come back. I went to Wrexham, Brighton, Shrewsbury. You know, I, I did a load of little loans as well and, and, and like you say, ended up at, at Halifax for a season. Um, and I think at the end of that season, I knew it was, it was time to call it a day. I'd had nine knee operations and it was, it was just about getting to the end where it was painful to go training. It's interesting to hear how varied your playing career was because your, your career post-playing has been as varied as that. Yeah, you, you've had some time in coaching, time being an agent, and I think most people will be aware of you from your time at Stoke City. Correct, yeah. So I think you, when you finish playing the game, you don't really know what you want to do, and um, you're trying to figure yourself out because you, you're basically starting again from scratch. You've Most people have had 10, 15 years' experience in a job and, and they're climbing the ladder, and you're you're coming into it as a, as a sort of a freshman again. So we, I think I tried a couple of things, um, but my passion was really, uh, I think what happened really was, I knew I didn't want to be a manager. I didn't want to really be a coach. Uh, I coached at Livingston when they were in the, the Scottish Prem, just doing the goalkeepers. Um, but I think I'd started getting players set coming to me saying, you know, you did your own contract. What do you do? How do we do it? How do we handle it? And that sort of led me into the agency side of things, which is about pathways, it's about career building, career enhancement. And I think some of the building blocks that you do as an agent, you're building a lot of contacts around the world as well and within the country, but you're also learning about player pathways, player development, career progression. And that, I think, is what took me into the next stage of my career, which was obviously going to Stoke as technical director. 
How was that time at Stoke City for you? Because obviously it was a time where they were in the, the Premier League for the lion's share of that time. No, it was, a, it was a, listen, um, it was amazing. There was a, a lot of highs. There was obviously some lows. Um, but I think, you know, probably 90% of the time there was, was incredible. Um, you know, the Coates family were, were a great family. I had a great chief exec in Tony Scholes. I worked with some amazing managers, you know, like Mark Hughes, Paul Lambert. Uh, Tony Pulis was in there, you know. So I got I got to see every aspect of what a club is and uh, and how it works. And, and of course, it was a, an exciting point where they wanted to change the style of play. They wanted to change how the club was perceived. So obviously, Tony left and, and Mark came in, and, and we started sort of opening the world up to Stoke City. And that that was a that was a great period of time. I think when we did that, when we were the Stoke owner, I think we were called at one point because we had. So many Barcelona players, so it was a, it was a, that was an incredible period. But you also learn from the rough periods as well. So I think there's a there's a huge learning curve from that, that you know you bring away now, bring into this role, having experienced both sides of it. There's some parallels there, I think, to our current position, the, the transition, the, the new ownership here, and, and you know even though the managers, you know, have been here previously, it's his first full season yeah. back in charge, I should <laughs> yeah. say. Um, that must be an exciting thing for you as well. I think it's great. I mean, obviously, um, Jake, I knew from America. Um, Kevin's team, you know, are in the in the league. So, um, whilst I'd never personally dealt with Kevin, I dealt a lot with his staff, his manager, and his president. Heard very good things about about Kevin from Jake, and and I think that's very apparent in how um, you know how he comes across. Jake, again, you know, in, you know, he's run the league for ten years. That's not a, a, a small thing to do. Incredibly intelligent, articulate, you know, and, and I think both of them will really help take this club forward. So for me personally, it's um, it was an incredibly exciting opportunity. You know, you're living in Tampa, Florida, which is a beautiful part of the world. So you know, to come back, and this is a beautiful part of the world as well. So you know, I'm lucky in the respect that this is something that could really appeal to you, and you can, you know, what I can, we can really make a difference. And I think if you're that type of person that likes to build things so you know can we build so at Stoke you know building through the academy bringing players through the academy making sure the first team is, is better can it get better if you're a builder this is an amazing opportunity and to do it with with such good people again because that's part of the your journey isn't it? it's trying to work with good people I think that's uh, that's what really sort of drew me into this opportunity we might not have Disneyland like they do in Florida but we've got Dixon's ice cream so that'll do it hey, <laughs> Just to, to talk about your experience in America a little bit more, what was your role there? Obviously, you worked closely with, with Jake at the league, but what was your, your remit? So my, my remit was basically um, to professionalise the league. Um, so they, Jake recognised that the league was at this real crossing point um, where it could go one or two ways. And I, and I think he brought me in to educate the owners, educate the presidents, the coaches on on a whole variety of things, you know, sort of um, team value management. How do you get the most value into your team? Because what you have to think is, when I arrived there, the the owners of the clubs would look at the profit and loss sheet and see that the players' wages were the biggest outgoing, and therefore they thought the players were the biggest liability. So we had to flip that on its head to make them realise actually the players are the best your biggest assets but to make them the biggest assets you have to control the contracts correctly you also have to develop players through an academy system you have to be able to offer them a pathway so it's this whole educational um, 
pathway that, and, and trip that I took them on to, to get them into a, a place where they were professionalised on the, on the playing side. Because if you look at the clubs over there, on a, on a commercial basis, you know, game day experience, ticketing, commercial, marketing, they were so sophisticated. And they'd all left the footballing side completely behind without realising that's the, that's the heartbeat of the club. You know, you have to get that right to help all the other stuff. So it was trying to make sure that the footballing side was as professional as the, as the commercial side. To leave that behind then <coughs> and come to Huddersfield Town, what was the appeal of our project and, and what we're looking to do here? I think it was um, the relationship I had with Jake, but, but more knowing what, you know, from what, Jake, what Kevin wants to do. Um, you know, I, I nearly had an opportunity quite a few years ago when, when the club had been promoted into the Premier League to come here and do that. So I'm, I've always been aware of the club and, and what it could be and what it should be. And I think it's the, it's the excitement of being able to get it back where it belongs but doing it in a very methodical and systematical and sensible approach that means that you know, we don't have the problems that we had last year, not just on the pitch, but off the pitch as well. So it's, it's that whole thing about, you know, we talk about building, it's being able to build something and, and actually you know, put the club back where it belongs and in a better place. That seems really exciting and excitement's a, a word that you've used. This is such a, a new time in, in our history and such a, an exciting times for, for fans <coughs> off fans as well, uh, you know, the things we're doing on and off the field. Uh, it must be nice for you to, to now be part of that, to, to have your feet under the table. It is. It feels like it's been... Um, yeah, probably going back five or six years when, you know, when, I, when I was last looking at potentially coming here and then... You know, I've spent a lot of time in, in the, you know, recently sort of looking around the areas and, and everything else. And it's a, you know, that's exciting in itself, you know. So that, it's the whole, it's the whole sort of thing for me and my family as well. It's not just me that's moved from America. It's my wife, kids, my two dogs, you know, everybody's, everybody's come back. So, you know, it had to be for the right thing. You, you don't, you can't just leave on a whim and do all that. So I think it was um, 100% it's the right thing, I think. You know, Neil is a, and, and Ronnie and his team, you know, they're a great, steady pair of hands. They performed miracles last year to keep them, uh, keep them in the league. And, and I think Kevin quite rightly made sure that, you know, Neil stayed on. So I think in terms of excitement about the role, you know, it, it's there. But also, you know, you're working with a manager that's got 40 years experience. If I can't learn something from him, then there's something wrong, you know. There's a lot of job titles in, in football and, and some of them make more sense than others, but sporting director is a, a relatively new one, especially to the, to the public. In, in your own words, what is your job here? So I think the job titles are very confusing because I think the British press don't actually give the job um, the sort of respect it deserves. You know, they're, they're still very much stuck in this old way of the manager does everything and... You know, but, but clubs are too big now. So I think you know, you've got sporting director, technical director, director of football, director of football operations. They're all the same job. You know, it's all about overseeing the sporting aspect of the club and making sure that whatever vision the owner and the chief exec have put in place, you're working with them to build the strategy around it and make sure it's going through. You're making sure that you know, the first team manager has what he needs to make sure that the team is successful on the pitch. And by doing that, you know, you can, you've got more ability to create a flow 
of players coming through an academy into the B team or however, we, however we're going to do it. Um, so I think it, it's it, it's just basic. I suppose a very uh, basic way of looking at it is you sort of you're in charge of you know you're at the top of that sporting model. So you you know you're overseeing the medical, you're overseeing the analytics, you're overseeing the recruitment. There's a, there's a whole lot to it there. I mean, some clubs are different. It depends on each club. So so for me, it's you know it's um, I think one of the things was it was the full role. The last thing I'll ask you, and I think one area most people will assume your role is most about, is recruitment. These things don't tend to happen overnight, even if you have made one happen overnight already. What should fans' expectations be in that area? Obviously, this will be a long-term project. Yourself, Kevin and Jake aren't here just to do something for, for six months. You want to be here for a long time and to take the club forward over a period of years. That's right. So, I mean, I think... It's recruitment is about due diligence, and the biggest part of recruitment is keeping the bad ones out of the building. Um, so, at the moment, the market we're in, you know, we're, we're having to be reactive. Um, it's not particularly the place I'd like to be. You know, I'd like to be able to have done plenty of due diligence, know the backgrounds, know everything on the players. So, it is a longer process. Um, are we going to utilise my little black book and, and see if we can find something now that we've got the ability to have these these four slots of uh, I can't remember what they're called now, but the, the unknown players that don't need to pass the GBU rules? Absolutely, we're going to try that. But we've also got to be sensible in the approach and how we do it, and 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 not just sign people for the sake of signing people. Um, so it is a long-term process, and I think you know. We've only just come in the building, unfortunately, we're slap bang in the, at the start or in the middle of a transfer window. So we have got to do things and we are actively working. The recruitment team are working really hard. Neil's working really hard. I am, Ronnie, you know, so we're all clubbing together. And I think that's how it has to work because ultimately I'm not, even though the club are bringing the player in, he's working with Neil. He doesn't work with me every day. So it has to be Neil's or the manager's, you know, final decision. It has to be his choice. Otherwise it'd never work. So... You know, we're never going to be a position where Neil will be fighting against the signing. It will always be his decision. Mark, that was all really interesting. You're a very busy man, so I don't want to take up too much of your time. Thank you so much for joining us and good luck Thank you in your much. role.